If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is Jenny Dietrich, author of Spin Sucks, Communication and Reputation Management in the Digital Age. And you are listening to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. Hello and welcome to this hopefully short-lived series that will be airing in addition to the weekly marketing book podcast interviews. I'm your host, Douglas Burdett, and my goal during this unusual time is to reconnect you with past guests on the Marketing Book Podcast, share some ideas and inspiration, and maybe a much-needed laugh or two. I've interviewed over 200 authors on the show, and my plan is to continue this series until I either run out of authors or quarantine, whichever comes first. A word of warning, the host and guest may very likely be drinking cocktails during these conversations. I mean, come on. They are recorded during the cocktail hour. To find the show notes for each episode with pictures of each guest and links mentioned in their conversation, visit marketingbookcocktails.com. Marketingbookcocktails.com. See what I did there? And if you'd like to join the conversation, email a voice recording to me at douglas at salesartillery.com, and I'll try to include it in a future episode. I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn where we can chat. Jenny Dietrich, welcome to Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, uh, excellent. Excellent and excited (laughs) to be talking to you. What is going on in your quarantined world? Oh, you know, nothing really. You know, it's been a hundred and some odd days of... (laughs) Not going anywhere or seeing anyone except the people I live with. Yes. And today was one, uh, day 100, I believe. Uh, I think today is 101. Oh, I think yesterday one. was 100, yeah. Okay. Because I've got... I mean, the, only, the only reason I know is because of my daily diary. Otherwise, I would have no idea. Yeah. Well, uh, so well, because um, I... You know when a prisoner is in a cell and they start <laughs> putting marks on the wall? And yes. They, they put four exactly. and they put five through. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Speaking I, of... I talked to Andy Crestadina the other day on Zoom, and he's he's been physically going to his office because he's the only one there, and he's doing that. He's putting marks on, <laughs> with chalk on his wall. I was like, I go, Andy, what are the hash marks? And he goes, Oh, that represents the days that I've been here by myself. <laughs> That's right. And I spoke to him. Of course, he was at the office for authors in quarantine getting cocktails. Right? He was drinking a. Uh, Guinness Stout, I believe. Oh my goodness! Completely empty office. Great conversation. And I remember he he told me about that. That was a that was a fun conversation. And he mentioned that you all uh, connect at the end of each year for a we fireside do. chat. Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, that, that is a true story. I I end their year for them. It's a very easy, fun thing to do. Ah, oh, I bet, I bet. So uh, before we go much further, uh, I want to make sure everyone knows uh, who I'm speaking to. And so Jenny Dietrich was a very early supporter of the Marketing Book Podcast. You were on episode 42. And no kidding. Yeah, this week, this Friday, I'm going to publish episode 285. Wow. And so that was October 2015, which I think was maybe like a year after your book came out. Yeah, yeah. And I interviewed, uh, 
And I interviewed you on the ninth anniversary of your Spin Sucks blog. You see, Jenny Dietrich, when you're the host <laughs> of the Marketing you. Book Podcast, you keep track of the most trivial you know, information, which is, is nice information, but it takes up so much of my hard drive space that I have trouble <laughs> remembering the names of children and, and things For like sure. that. For sure. You're right. Yeah. Of course. But you know, hey, you can remember that it was the ninth anniversary of the Spin, oh, the Spin Sucks blog. So. Yes. So um, I, I want you to tell folks a little bit about uh, who you are. But first, before we move on, I have to tell the, the brief story so I had been following you, and not for nine years, but uh, I had been following you, and I started the podcast, and then one day I, uh, I got up my gumption, and I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach out to Jenny Dietrich herself, and I, I sent an email or something very inventive and clever, I'm sure, and I remember saying in the email, I said, hey, you know, I'd really like to interview you. I know you get a lot of requests for interviews and all this sort of thing, and I said, listen, it would really be great, and I said, and if you can't do it. You know, I understand. No hard feelings. I'll just pick up the pieces of my shattered life and move on. <laughs> and there was something about that where you then responded and said, your shattered life. Hmm. Now I'm interested. As if, <laughs> as if, well, you, as if you were drunk true. with power, you know. <laughs> I mean, geez, let's well, see what know, happens. Yeah. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. And I was right. ready for that. But. I, I just this year in, in January. Remember January? It was actually part of this year. I think I remember January. Maybe. I was invited by my local public relations society of America. Oh sure, chapter mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. give a talk about podcasting because they'd had a lot of members ask. You know, they wanted to learn more about podcasting, and it was very well attended. And at one point, either in the Q and A or something like that. I happened to mention that, oh, they were asking about great books on PR. So naturally, <clears throat> Jenny Dietrich came up <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I interviewed her for the Marketing Book Podcast. And I got to tell you, I got some mad street cred from those people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, that's all it took. So I've been going around telling a lot of people that, hoping that, you know, maybe I would get half price drinks at certain I bars. don't think it works in the no, room. It works no. in the PR industry. That's yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. So Sorry. For, for new listeners to the marketing book uh, podcast, uh, tell introduce yourself and tell folks who you are and and what you do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you did such a great job there that I don't really need to add anything. Because if you don't <laughs> fill it in, I do have some other things I'm going to add here. Oh, I kind of want to know. <laughs> Okay, so you really want me to? <laughs> well, you know, um, Jenny Dietrich, you know, your firm and your book and yeah, uh, what you've been doing and why that uh, book continues to be just one of the best. So I, I, I judge all PR people I meet by whether they've read your book or not. Well, so do I. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, and here's why I say that. I, I, don't, I don't mean to be mean because, you know, maybe there's, there's very great PR people that haven't read it, but enough people in that room where I got my mad street cred, they had read it, but I still bump into PR people who think it's all about a relationship with a a public journalist. Yes, I know. I I know. I know. Yeah, it's rough. And it's funny you say that because the book was published in 2014, which means I wrote it in 2013. And every once in a while I flip through it and I go, oh, I need to update this thing. And then I don't because it's been seven years. (laughs) Well, you know, it seems like I can remember talking to you in 2015 and 
so much had already changed by then. Yeah, yeah. That the blog, yes. uh, I mean, the book w- was very important, and I think it's still so relevant, and particularly about you know the the peso model, which I, I want to talk to you about, and how I've seen that in other books uh, mm-hmm. as well. But okay, so uh, I have an uncooperative witness. Ginny has a, a PR firm in Chicago, and uh, she's the author of the book Spin Sucks, and. Uh, she has this uh, fantastic blog by the same name, and uh, I think uh, she's a, a big-time cyclist, and we're going to talk yes. about that, yes. and uh, she has been doing this daily diary of uh, isolation, <laughs> which I've just been, I've been kind of waking up every morning saying, well, did I miss the one from yesterday? But it's like isolation day 100. I don't know if 101 is up yet, but- Not yet, not yet. And, and then you- um, have been doing this other series, which I, I uh, kind of warm the cockles of my heart about my hot mess where you were reaching out to other people about what they've been doing. And, uh, but I think the most important thing that people should know about Ginny Dietrich is that like the host of the marketing book podcast and authors in quarantine getting cocktails, we both have the musical tastes of a 13 year old girl. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> I would like to share with listeners that I saw your screen of your Spotify and it was in sync Spice Girls and Justin Timberlake. So yes, 100%, you are correct. So I listened to a podcast that Tom Webster did some years ago where he would interview people like you. I think I ended it because he was like, I I don't know what to do with you. Oh, was that the last one? I don't think so. It was such an interesting idea. And uh, it was like he would interview folks and they would talk about like the five, like five songs that really kind of played some yes. sort of thread. Yes. And uh, he was merciless and he started tearing into you and you started saying, well, I don't know. I kind of like, I can't remember who it was. Uh, One Debbie, Direction. <laughs> Debbie Gibson or right. Britney <laughs> Tiffany. Spears. Or, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, after that, I just thought, you know, Tom, you don't know who you're up against here because some of us like that. So I do have this, it's called empty calories. Oh, um, it seems to have zero followers, which is. I'm like, going to follow it now because okay. I love it. That is and, going to be uh, my next thing. I just, I just put that on and it, I don't know. It just makes me feel young. It makes and, you feel good. Pretty. Yeah. yeah right. So um, tell folks about this uh, days in isolation thing you've been doing. <laughs> I started it. Uh, originally my thought was I would do like a Blair Witch Project type of, you know, hiding in my closet, camera up against my face, you know, what's going on, like hiding from the natives kind of like thing. But I'm just, I, yeah, I'm just not that ambitious. Um, <clears throat> so I decided that I could do it, write it, I could write it out and then I, it wouldn't matter what I was wearing or if I had to go hide in my closet or whatever, if I could just do it whenever. So I've been writing And it's really, I started as a daily diary for me so that I could look back, you know, a year from now, five years, whatever it happens to be, years from now and go, wow, that was like either we've come a long way or, you know, whatever it happens to be. And part of the reason I did it is because I think back to the Great Recession and it was so traumatic for me as a business owner that I wish I'd had, I wish I had kept some sort of something so that I could understand 
decisions that were made, why I made those decisions, you know, all of the things. And, and certainly I remember the big stuff, right? But not like the day-to-day stuff. And also I have a seven-year-old. So it's been kind of fun to just keep that so that someday she has it and they can look back at it, you know, back on it and go, wow, that was, you know, we sort of have our own historical look at, you know, the three of us and the dog, um, what we were going through during this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Now, you often uh, are posting on social media saying, does anybody want my dog? What, what's going on with that? <laughs> Is it a problem that, dog? That, that was the old dog. He died. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. He was very naughty. Oh, man. I have not been stalking you like I In should. his... No, it's okay. I didn't actually, I didn't post about it because it was very traumatic. It was very, of course it was. Um, but he was so naughty, but in his defense, his name was Jack Bauer. Um, so he he kind of deserved it. Problem solver. Right. Yeah. And you know, he would do things like open the freezer and eat things out of it, or he would open the freezer and take stuff out and hide it until it thawed out. And then he would eat it. I mean, he he was, he was ridiculously smart. And there would be some days where I was just like, Oh, does anyone want this dog? (laughs) I looked at it. I looked at pictures of him a few times and thought, well, I don't know, maybe we got got some dogs. Maybe he could come teach him some stuff. Yeah. Oh. Way too smart. We have a new. And then we have another. We do. Uh, we got it. We got a puppy. We rescued a puppy in February before this all started. Oh, and, perfect uh, timing! Yeah, she's on the other end of the extreme of brilliance. <laughs> oh, well, then that's the dog mm-hmm. for me because I wouldn't be threatened by. No, I don't think anybody is threatened by this dog. <laughs> she's very sweet, but very dumb. Oh well, you know, maybe things. <laughs> Bless will- her heart. Maybe things will change. Yes, bless her heart, as they say down south. So, right. so you've been doing that. And how long do you think you're going to be doing? Because you did hit 100 yesterday. Yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about it. You know, I mean, in Chicago, we're not fully reopened. And so we're still isolated. Um, I don't know if they're going to go back to school. You know, so there's all this stuff that I feel like still contributes to. Certainly, it's not what it was in March, right? But there's no summer camp. You know, mm-hmm. my seven-year-old's been home since March 10th. You know, so there's all this stuff. So I'm probably going to keep it going until there's some sort of normalcy. But right now, it's not normal at all. Right. Right. Interesting. I mean, you can probably hear her in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a child and dog-friendly podcast, That's just good, so cause... you know. Yeah. I have a little badge on the uh, iTunes. So tell us about this my hot mess because that that kind of spoke to me, you know, fi- basically the same thing I've been doing talking to people like you saying right. what what do you think? What are you doing? What are you right. drinking? <laughs> I said and I saw that you interviewed uh, Jay Akunzo amongst others. I love him. I love yes. him. Oh my I goodness. So I got much. to interview him for this and he had the coolest <laughs> cocktail recipe. What did he have? It was bourbon, what was it called? Um shoot. I will include his recipe in your show notes. In the show notes. Okay. Marketingbookcocktails.com. Yeah, it was, it. I'll look it up, but tell us about this hot mess. What it, what it is, what is it and, and kind of the things that maybe either surprised you or, or you learned from others. There was one of the things early on that really bugged me a little bit. And it was the whole, we're all in this together. We're going to get through this. And I kept thinking, we're not in, we're not all in this together. We're all in it at the same time. 
but we're all experiencing different things. Like some, some have little kids at home, some have grade school kids at home, some have, you know, kids who've gone off to college and now they have to be home and sort of feel like they're giving up their freedom. Some have kids and parents living at home. Like, so we're not some like my my sister-in-law is living completely alone so we're not we're not going through it at the same we're going through it at the same time but we're not experiencing the same thing and so i wanted to find a way for people to relate to other people going through the same thing um you know for me it's easy for me to relate to those that are that added teacher on top of their duties yes. <laughs> through all this which was not fun um but also, you know, what it looks like if you're an empty nester and things really haven't changed all that much. Or, you know, you have kids aged two to 10 and what that looks like. Or you do have college kids that have come home, or, you know, so whatever. So I've been trying, I've tried to find people with different experiences just to bring that experience to the blog so that everyone understands that there are other people out there going through the same thing and there are other people you can lean on. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, you've seen, have you seen some really great things, I guess, more from a PR standpoint based on what companies are doing that, that uh, really caught your attention in this pandemic? I don't want you to talk about the ones that are blowing it. That's, let's, let's talk about the good stuff. Let's be positive. Uh, there's a lot that are blowing it. Um, you know, I think the, I mean, certainly the people that have shifted or pivoted their businesses to help are, are good. You know, the, the auto manufacturers that have started to create hand sanitizer, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and distilleries. Right. The distilleries. Yeah. Um, some things just from a local perspective that I've noticed from, you know, neighborhood places. I mean, I, I personally, just from a personal perspective have loved that the really high end Michelin rated restaurants here in Chicago started offering curbside pickup. And for $150, you could get, a meal that would cost you a thousand bucks if you went into the restaurant. So we definitely took advantage of that a few times. Oh. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, you know, the bakeries that started offering sourdough starter because everybody was trying to make bread from home. Uh-huh. Um, we, the, there's a local nursery here that started building uh, raised garden beds so that you could buy a, a garden bed and they would deliver it and install the soil for you and help you get started. So people, for people that were gardening, um, so I, it's been interesting just to watch the, just, I hate this word pivot, but pivot their business, you know, to make it really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, without naming names, what are some of the things you've seen done bad that just grind your gears from a PR standpoint? And I'll right. give you a hint. One of them is these, well, it's like you already touched on it. These, these companies that all these email. I don't know how they got my email address. Oh, right. but they they said they're they're here for me. And by the way, thanks for paying your power bill. And right. you know right. things like that. I, I I don't know if that was driven by their legal departments or or not. But are some of the things you've seen that have really bothered you. Um. The I would I would agree with that. Like the emails that you got, especially with the at the start of the pandemic, which were out of abundance of caution. And it's like, good heavens, did you all copy one another? Because <laughs> they all used it, all of them. Everybody used out of abundance of caution. And then um, after George Floyd was murdered, it was the, everybody was trying to, it, it felt very much like everybody was trying to one up the other. Well, I got there first, or I said Black Lives Matter first, or, you know, I really don't care if my power company to to your point, if yeah. they are caring about me out of abundance of of care, or uh, you know, I don't care. 
Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a relationship with you. I don't care if my cable company, I don't care. So it's, it's that kind of stuff that it, it felt very one upmanship. Yeah. So why it seems like a power company, for instance, could have, instead of saying we're here for you and we love you <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. I didn't read the whole thing, but it could say, you know, more people are at home right now and here's some ways to, you know, yes keep track of uh, your your energy consumption and you know hot warm yes. weather is going to be coming up so here's yes. a couple other tips i'm sure they Great. already have this yes yes you know, be yes. helpful <laughs> yes change your light bulbs change your faucets like and you know stuff like that that's going to help absolutely yes so jay Akunzo's drink was a whiskey smash ooh so uh and it looked good and uh it's a uh, yeah, I've got that, and I will include it on yours. And you, I believe you're having some uh, red wine right now? Yeah, I opened the bottle and poured a glass. It was very challenging. Now, did you open it before this interview? Have you been pretty much getting ready all day by drinking red wine? <laughs> I opened it last night and had a glass last night. <laughs> okay. So I just uncorked it. No need to put the cork back on at that point. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I've only poured it in a glass for you. Normally, I would just drink it straight from the bottle. <laughs> Okay. Well, I actually should have done that for the picture. <laughs> Darn it. We, Let's redo it. <laughs> we can take another picture. Yes, you have a uh, very animated uh, picture that uh, people will be able to see at marketingbookcocktails.com. Now, I wanted to mention a couple things that I just uh, I hope people will take advantage of and, and learn more about. But one of them is this peso model. I don't know if... Did, did you develop that or is that something that is, I've just permanently associated with you, P-E-S-O? I did not develop the acronym, but I did develop the process, um, the graphic, of course, that everybody uses. Uh-huh. And the cert- we just launched a certification earlier this year with Syracuse. Yes, I did see that. And so explain explain what this this is, because when I've explained it to folks, it um, it often gets, people who aren't close to this, like we are, Sure. Um, it helps them to sort of understand the new gravitational <laughs> pull or the, how the planets are, are now aligned, particularly yeah. back to the thing I was talking to you earlier about. And it's not so much PR practitioners, but I think it's people who have a probably a dated perception of people who work in PR. For yeah. instance, people who say, oh, Ginny, oh, so you work in PR. Oh, so you lie for a living or yes. you're a spin doctor. Correct. So it's like, no, no. That or can you get me on Oprah? Well, first of all, Oprah's been off the air for a long time. Okay. Um, yeah, but you are in Chicago. I know you got I am poll. in Chicago, right? She's yeah. no longer here. Oh, it's, she it's moved? Mc, it's at McDonald's headquarters now. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff for sure. And, you know, I, it was 2010 where I was, I was personally tired of fielding calls, both from clients and prospects of, well, I just want to get in the New York times. Can you do that? No. Like, (laughs) how do you think this works? (laughs) So that's when we started to look at, you know, and and social was starting, you know, was starting to hit. And of course, content marketing, although we were calling it blog, only blogging back then, Mm -hmm. you know, all of this stuff was starting to take a hold. And we started to look at just for our business, how could we integrate more than just media relations and reputation and crisis and events, and build it into something that would actually affect sales and deliverables for an organization. Mm -hmm. And it certainly it's completely evolved since then. I included it in included it in the book only with the thought that 
this is what we use at my agency and maybe it's helpful. And I think people, because of the graphic and the graphic was redesigned and relaunched this year, but because of the graphic, it's easy for, to your point, it's easy for people to say, this is what we do. And I, I had a new business meeting earlier this week and the, I was showing it, to, I was talking to the chairman of the board and the CEO through it. And they both looked at me with their jaws on the table, like, oh, I get it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then they were like, okay, so where the green overlaps with the red, we can do this. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yes. So I just think it helps. At which point you said to yourself, my work is done here. Right. Like I'm brilliant and I'm out, I'm out of here. So I'm going to send you an invoice and... <laughs> <laughs> well, but 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 it is true. I mean, I've, I've when I've explained to somebody who's not familiar with it or is trying to understand it all, it's like, you know, I'm always looking for things to, you know, um, for instance, in the marketing world, I'm sure you run into this all the time too. There is still this impulse of, well, can we interrupt our way into the attention of our prospective <laughs> customers? You know, and I came from a you know, ad background. So we used to be able to do that. Trust me, it worked beautifully. For sure. Yeah. There was a captive audience. We could buy a network television yes. commercial and yes. man, that market share would start moving. And uh, so there's still this sort of muscle memory that I keep running into every week and uh, with clients or you know, prospective clients who are uh, thinking that it's just a matter of throwing uh, a lot of money at Something, or as Mark Schaefer described in um, one of his books, uh, I think the last time I interviewed him, he was talking about how he spoke to some executive who said, "I love." It was about social media. He goes, "I love, I love advertising. I could write a check and something would happen." Mm-hmm. And then he went on to talk about social media. He goes, "I can't stand the social media. The people are talking back to us. It's like the deer have guns." <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that's why, you know, I probably I, I, not an analogy that he should use today, but <laughs> well, for deer hunters, he was obviously a deer hunter right, who, who said sure, this. Yeah. 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 So that's uh so so it's explain paid, earned, shared, uh owned. Yeah, it's and that's what it is. And it's funny because people will say we we always start with owned. Um, you know, there, there may be situations or client goals where we might start with another one, but typically we start with owned. And you know what just we, occurred to me now that we're drinking? Another acronym could be ESOP. It could, yes. The, <laughs> There's no off position on the G. There is no which, off Jeannie, position. I'm sorry, I interrupt. I Please go ahead. <laughs> uh, so usually you start with owned, which is content, right? So, and then you, you'll use shared to distribute uh, paid to amplify and earn to validate or give it a rubber stamp. Um, and then the, you have it where it overlaps. So you have influencer marketing and email marketing, you have marketing communications and search engine optimization, you have lead generation and conversion. So there's a lot of overlap too, but that's the, that's the foundation. So if in a peso model program, you have to build the foundation with the four media types and then bring in the overlap where you start to build reputation and credibility. Mm-hmm. And tell us about this um, certification from the the Newhouse School at Syracuse. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> um, well, what happened there? Because that again, back to the word street cred. But when I saw that, you said they had adopted that. Yeah. So one of the things that we have we've found two things. One is that um, universities are teaching it, but they aren't they aren't teaching it in a real real world, from a real world perspective, because 
that most have not used it. We also found that many, 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 many professionals are saying we use the PESO model, but but are only showing the graphic and giving us credit, which is great, but only showing the graphic and saying, okay, well, we can do all this. And that's not that's not how the model works. Just because you can do a list of tactics is not how it works. And so when we looked at those two things internally, we started having conversations about wouldn't it be great if we had a certification for the industry so that if you're cert if you're certified, you can feasibly say, I know how to implement an effective PESO model program that drives results. It's not a list of tactics. It's actually a strategic process. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if it's in school curriculum, every communications and marketing and some J schools, not all, but some J schools, those kids graduating are certified. So now they're going, our first batch of graduates will be 2022. So now they go into the world, they start working and we begin to change that perception that, you know, earn, it's not just earned media for PR and it's not just branding and logos for marketing. You know what I mean? It's not, so yeah. it's an integrated model that they have adopted because they're certified in it. And do people look at that E for earned and sort of think, oh, that's like the old days of PR? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it depends on where they, what discipline they come from or what their experience is. But yeah, I, I would think so for sure. Okay. So I noticed on your website, or maybe it was on the Academy website, but mm -hmm. there's a, a Slack channel people can apply to join for yes. free. Can you tell folks about that? Because I'm thinking I might, I might want to apply. But You should. You don't even have to apply. I, I want to take, I might want to take. It's like you know somebody or something. <laughs> <laughs> there might be people who say, no, 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 not that guy. <laughs> Please clean him out. <laughs> There had actually, this has been an interesting three months because we've actually had to remove three people for racism. It's, it's been really interesting. Um, it's a very, it's a community and it's very um, respectful and professional and it's very helpful. And it's been, you know, the, the first couple of years we had it before Slack was even a thing. Um, we had to feed it for sure. And now, well, now where did you, how did you host it before? Like on LinkedIn? On Slack. Group? It was, it was really, really early days. And I have a really good friend who is a developer and he said, you know, we're using this tool at work called Slack. You should check it out. And I was completely entranced. I was like, whoa. So we started using it at the agency just to test it out and see mm -hmm. what worked and what didn't. And then we started to bring clients in and clients were like, I'm not doing this. This is terrible, which was funny. And now they all want to do it. Um, and then we launched it as, as part of the community um, because I didn't want to do it on Facebook because <clears throat> if I open Facebook to go to my group, for instance, 20 minutes goes by, I close Facebook and I was like, why was I there? And then I remember I never went to the group, which is a problem. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, I know exactly yes. what you're talking about. And, and I saw that. I thought, you know, I've often heard from listeners who are saying, you know, can you know, form a community. And I just thought, oh, you know, I, I interviewed um, <clears throat> David Merman Scott recently about the sure. seventh edition of his book, New Rules of Marketing and PR. And he was talking about how <laughs> Facebook for him has just become such a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just don't like going on it. And I even use this free Chrome plugin called Newsfeed Eradicator for Facebook, which um, what it does is you you turn it on and it removes your uh, newsfeed. In fact, it eradicates it, hence the name. And but you can log in so that you know the 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 newsfeed is really a seductive 
you know, vortex. That's the, sure. they know how to do that. They're very good at that. Yes. Well, you don't see any of that, but you can look on there and see if anyone's tried to send you a message. So I use that. And it really made my, no kidding. Yeah. And it'll have like, um, yeah, go to newsfeed eradicator for Facebook. And what it does is you plug it in. It's free, turn it on. And it'll have like an inspirational quote, like from Maya Angelou or something, <laughs> but then, or, or, or other folks. And, uh, then, all you do is see the red buttons in case somebody's trying to send you a message. So I'm not pulled into it. My so my Facebook time plummeted. I learned about that in Nir wow. Eyal's book. Uh, well, actually, I knew about that before, but he talked about that in his book, Indistractable. And uh, the, he said there's also one for for LinkedIn too. But um, huh. I, I saw that you were on the Slack, and I've, I'm in some others, and I thought you know maybe a Slack channel would be a good thing where people can get together and talk about you know marketing and sales books and converse with one another yeah so. yes but so maybe um, slack would be the way to go because it's all i mean i people. love it and you know they continue to innovate and evolve i saw today that they yeah today um they're launching slack connect which es- essentially if you have a paid account which i do um you can you can slack anyone who has a slack account so, oh. because it, you don't have to be right now, you have to be in my Slack group, right? But because you have your own, if you had your own for authors and you know book club kind of stuff, then I could Slack you, I could DM you or tag you, and, and it, we we could have conversation back and forth, just like on email, except it's in Slack. Well, now does that mean that anyone can start contacting me via Slack? I think so. It's not available to free users. So if the person doesn't have a paid account right now, they couldn't, but I could, and, and they may have it. I think they may, it's from what this, it's a Verge article I read, but from what it sounds like you could, I could direct message you just like I could on Facebook, even if we're not connected and then you can decide whether or not to accept it. I see. Well, I will try to find that Verge article and uh, A, read it, and B, <laughs> include it in your episode's um, show notes. And I, I may be mistaken. At one point, were you also working or had programs for agencies? We do. Um, it's funny. We, we, um, I started having people ask me if I – here, I'm just going to put this into a link for you. There you go. Um if I would help them grow their agency. And at first I had a little bit of imposter syndrome. And then I discovered that we all have the same issues and we all have the same challenges. And I'm just about 10 years ahead because I've been doing it this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started doing some coaching and it's, it's evolved into some online courses because, you know, my one-on-one time is expensive because it's time that I can't scale. So Mm -hmm. I took some of what I was teaching um, in coaching and built some online courses for it. So yeah, we have, that's kind of my, my bailiwick. I love that work. Oh, good. And that's, that can also be found at spinsocks.com. It can. Okay, cool. So all kinds of things. And, uh, just so the listener knows, Jenny is not going to bill me for this time. Well, she's not going to bill me as much as she normally does to talk to her. But uh, but frankly, it's my wife. Who I pays should those pay. Bills. I should pay you for saying such <laughs> nice things about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want it that way. No, who is that? That was um, NSYNC, uh Backstreet Boys. I can't remember. I can't. <laughs> I, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, I want it that way. 
<laughs> oh man, I know what I'm going to be listening to. Oh my goodness. Oh well, Jenny Dietrich, is there uh, anything else? You know, you, you you're giving a lot. Uh, what what else are you doing to keep yourself entertained? Other than well, observing your your seven year old. Oh my goodness, she's she's something else. I'll tell you that. And did I see that she finished first grade? She did finish first grade. We graduated. I hopefully have retired from teaching because that was a complete disaster. We have not had a single argument since school ended on June 6th, which is amazing. Um, yeah. So I think there's a connection there. You think? <laughs> oh my word. Oh, it was terrible. Well, I watch all this and I think, you know, Jenny Dietrich, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but you seem to be a really good mom. And that daughter is, uh, Freaking Lucky to it. have you. It's my favorite thing. She's so funny. And like, she was mad at me today because I wouldn't let her w- watch her iPad. I mean, I'm a terrible mom. And so she was insulting me and she was like, that shirt, it needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> and oh I was like, really, what else? And she goes, you, your love for me needs to go to another kid. <laughs> okay, kiddo. And then I go, what else? And she goes, Maybe you should just go live with Michael Jackson. And I was like, well, Michael Jackson's dead. And she goes, really? I said, yeah. And she goes, how do we keep hearing his music? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I could just go in so many different ways there. And I can remember. Okay, so here's how it might, you know, what evolves. I think our uh, daughters may have been cut from the same cloth because (laughs) mine is, she's now 22. She comes home from, she was a senior in college, comes home from college uh, for spring break. And they then got the email saying, you can't come back. Nobody can come back. Right. And then now we can't do graduation. And then just last week, two pallets of all her stuff had to be (gasps) showed up because they they couldn't go back to the school to get it. Oh, wow. So they shipped it. They shipped everything home. And uh, and they they put a diploma in a tube and mailed it home. But they're going to try and do like a graduation, like in a year, like so next next spring or whatever. But at any rate, she is one of those people who, let's just say, kind of makes things happen for herself. Sure. And uh, so you, when you mentioned uh, that you were the doing homeschooling, let's be real clear. I was definitely not homeschooling her when she came home from college. <laughs> and the proof, she graduated magna cum laude. So, <laughs> Good for summa, her. Summa cum laude. So clearly, wow. dad was not. Not, not only that, not only that, she was president of the student government. So Was my, she really? Yeah. My, and my brothers, wow. they said, my, my brothers said, yeah, that's great, Douglas. You know this skips a generation, right? So <laughs> brothers, you know, you got to love. Yeah, but I, I can remember on her third birthday, we were in the kitchen and uh, I was reading the newspaper. And for the younger listeners, the news actually used to come in these big pieces of paper and you would you would read them. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry to take everyone down mm-hmm. memory lane, but I was reading the paper, holding it up, and she uh, had a, a oatmeal encrusted spoon in one hand, and the other hand was pointing at me. And I realized this because she said she had been calling my name, and I wasn't hearing it. And she said, "Look at me when I'm talking to you." <laughs> and I dropped the newspaper, and th- it was her third birthday, and she was pointing at me. And she meant it. And I looked at my wife, and we were afraid to laugh. Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
so, and it's just been like that every, it's just been one more thing. Like there's no lack of self-confidence there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So they say, I keep, and maybe you can confirm this. I keep reading that when you're raising <clears throat> strong-willed, independent young women, it's very challenging as a parent, but you're doing good to put them into the world. Yes. And I'd now like to bring my wife into the room because she's <laughs> the one that <laughs> has dealt with this. No. Oh my goodness. Well, listen, Jenny, I appreciate the chance to catch up with you. This has been a great fun for me. And uh, I hope that you and the family uh, continue to stay uh, safe and healthy and I, that you don't stop producing uh, all this content. But otherwise, <laughs> thanks for joining us on Authors in Quarantine Getting Cocktails. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.